5: This
6: is VSEN's Best Bets, giving you VSEN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed.
7: It's another big day in the world of sports betting as we welcome you into the South Point Sportsbook in Las Vegas, ready to go on another edition of VSEN Best Bets. Hey, everybody, I'm Ben Wilson with a lot to touch on today. March Madness is officially here, conference tournaments are now underway, and they start earlier and earlier as we get closer and closer towards Selection Sunday. In addition to that, the NFL Combine is now underway. First press conferences happened yesterday. Now the measurements start taking place today before the individual drills get going over the weekend in Indianapolis. So the odds are off the board now for betting on the NFL draft, but doesn't mean there's no shortage of storylines to get into as we have the best clips from around the network today over the next hour. Coming up on the show, we will go to the NFL draft, the latest on the odds board as well as the Combine with Jalen Carter's Arrest. He was booked released last night on the reckless driving and racing charges, the Georgia defensive tackle, but then did return to Indianapolis earlier today to finish up his interview portion of the NFL combine. We'll hear from the follow the money crew on that situation in a little bit. In addition, Kevin Durant, he is now a Phoenix Sun and is officially made his first game appearance for the Suns. That was last night against the Charlotte Hornets in a win. We get Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin's take on that from a numbers game. In addition to those two topics, we'll also talk NFL draft quarterbacks, including the measurements for Bryce Young, the current odds-on favorite to be the number one overall pick in the draft, as well as March Madness, second day of March We are officially 10 days away from Selection Sunday with a bevy of conference tournament action already underway today and continuing late into the night. So with that, let's set you up for our first clip of the day here on VEASAN Best Bets with the Follow the Money crew led by Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard. You can hear them 7 to 10 a.m. Monday through Fridays here on VEASAN. Right now, the NFL draft is a big talking point, especially because one of the top prospects, Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, Faces legal issues and was arrested, booked, then released on Wednesday night. Now, Carter released a statement saying he looked forward to addressing what happened in the reports that came out in his arrest. He has since returned from Athens, Georgia, to Indianapolis, Indiana, for the rest of his combine interviews here on Thursday. Here's what Mitch Moss and Polly Howard had to break down from the betting implications of that whole situation with the combine now upon us in Indianapolis.
8: We are a gambling network. And so when we talk about it from that standpoint, I will go back almost 24 hours and remind you that uh, when this news broke at the end of the show, we were talking about, you know, bets that were available to make, and at the time, you could still get down on first defensive player taken in the draft. Well, about a half an hour after this story broke yesterday, the books who were offering that, including DraftKings, took that prop off the board, and Jalen Carter has since slid from the 5, 6, or 7 to 1 range to go first overall. He's between, like, 16 and 25 to 1 now to go first overall.
6: Yes, yes. Now, the reactions are all over the place. I mean, to slip late in the first round, I think we're getting carried away with that. But you never know how teams are going to react to news. Number one, he says he'll be exonerated, and there's inaccurate information that's been out there. So that's his side of the story. Uh, But the other thing is, if you're going to measure people and look at, well, I'm going to pass on this guy, character issue, or I don't like his size or arm strength, whatever, what do you do with lying to the cops or at least conflicting reports and kept changing his story? I don't know. You're right. Sure, it only takes one team to fall in love with you. And this is a uh, a guy who's supposed to be a top three, top four pick. But who knows what these teams are going to do? Remember, the Raiders assigned a private investigator to follow Jamarcus Russell around, mm-hmm. which why would you take a guy? if you, I mean, it's everything they thought about the guy turned out to be true, right? So... But that's who knows what to believe here about how where will he go and how far will he fall as a result of this? And uh, he he says uh, he, he's gonna now they are two misdemeanors, right? That's right. the other thing too. But
8: I, I I don't know how teams are gonna look at this. That that's the exact right stance to take this morning is teams could because I've heard former players I mean last night and this morning say that this probably won't even affect his draft stock at all. Now, I, yeah, I heard that,
6: and I also heard he could slip out of the first round.
8: That seems so that, a bit extreme yeah, to me. That's I mean, aggressive. again, talking about this from a gambling standpoint yeah. and where he, like, I can't wait to see what his draft position is going to be now after this news and uh, when books repost that first defensive player taken, where he's going to come in now because I don't – I is he second on the board behind Will Anderson? Did Tyree Wilson pass him from Texas Tech? when? Because uh, I, I don't know if those are going to be posted again today. I'm sure books will take their time, and I don't blame them with that because they need – you know, more information on this story and, you know, the kid is still innocent until proven guilty. We need to remember that here. But uh, it is you need to put yourself in the shoes of people who are in charge of drafting for these teams in the NFL. That's I mean, may, maybe the Bears still trade down if that's the guy that they've all wanted all along and they can get out of this. But how does that impact getting out of number one right now? Because I think teams could look at this and say, well, he was like the number one guy on your big board or potentially right there. And you're probably not going to take Will Anderson. Wilson would have been too much of a stretch. Now teams are going to say, well, I'm not going to give up as much as I was going to yesterday for the number one overall pick. Yes. There's yes. that angle. Yes. Very good. Be- because if they, do- if they keep fields, uh-huh. which is more likely by the day, uh, they're not taking a quarterback.
6: Yeah. You always want to win the opening press conference too. That's a tough press conference if you draft them as well, which is what you'll have to deal with. Which if he goes out and dominates, that'll uh, take care of that. But that's that's something you have to uh, navigate
8: as well, yeah. dealing with the public perception and maybe fan outrage too. He was supposed to Carter uh, speak to the media at the combine yesterday, and my, you couldn't even count the amount of people, of course, who were waiting for him. And then, you know, right? I think the the right move was made by. Carter and his team to say, yeah, we're we're not, we need some time here. We're not going to talk. Yeah.
1: There's
6: a lot going on now. I mean, with this, the Bears are open for business. Arizona at three, open for business. Indy wants to move up. Does Seattle look at a quarterback
8: at five? You know? Do the Texans move up? I mean, that's still, when you go go back to the final week of the regular season, what what an all-time blunder by the Texans to win that game. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the way it worked, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. What did they tell Lovey? Lovey uh-huh. goes out there. He wants to win the game to potentially keep his job that same day after they win the game. nope, you're going to get the ax. You're gone as the head coach. Meanwhile, if you just lose it, you have the number one pick secured.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does Carolina try to go from like, not number one, but from nine to three. Does someone try to go from, from 10 to four, something like that, and get in there? And what, what are the Raiders doing? Does, uh, do Atlanta and Carolina get aggressive as well? Yeah, it's Philly trade back. I mean, uh, there's a lot, a lot of things going on.
8: Sure. Are, are you a bit surprised that it took? And w- when it comes down to the legal system, you never know exactly how these stories get released sometimes with the timing. But it is Combine Week, and again, the kid was slated to talk yeah. to the media yesterday, and that's when the story comes out. And this happened on January 15th. I, I don't know. My, my gut says that's a long time. I mean, that's a month and a half we're talking about here. Mm-hmm.
6: But also, people who say uh, Todd McShay deserves an apology. There are people ripping McShay, said it was reckless and bad source, and that's uh, unhappy with what he was saying, with the character issues. And you know, they, he was on the dais uh, with Kuiper to say the stuff is the stuff will come out eventually about Carter, and then you have his comments going back to as uh, early as September about character issues too, which yeah. that that's that hadn't happened yet, but. Yeah what he said about a month ago too, about the, the Carter news.
8: Yeah, we need to all let this play out. Of course, my initial reaction though, 24 hours after this news. And then after he got booked late last night. So some update to the story here is that Carter may drop a tad, but I don't, I mean, if you put a position on him for a draft prop of uh, four and a half, and I think that'd probably be the, the interesting number to put up right now. But if you, if, if books were, were to over, completely overreact and the narrative was that this guy's going to drop like a rock, I don't think I would really buy into that. I think if they made it anything higher than a four and a half, I think I would have to go under that. And I mm-hmm. think teams would still say, OK, it's a very unfortunate situation again. We get it to people. That's horrible again. But Jalen Carter was potentially number one pick in the draft. Now we can have him at like number seven. Got to take, got to trade up for the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that, that's another good point, too.
6: That's also in play. Yeah. But,
8: again, who knows? I mean, Thibodeau, Thibodeau
6: was telling people, the Lions are taking him. going number two last Lions year. The Lions didn't take him. Yeah. Raiders told
8: Matt Leiner, we're taking you. Didn't take him. So, and he was ticked off and bothered by it. So That's right. Who knows? And, and again, don't, don't forget about what happened on draft night with Laramie Tunsil. Yes. and That was one of the all-time fascinating stories you're ever going to see with this event. Yeah, yeah. Well, Warren Sapp,
6: too, with uh, uh yep. ganja issues, and he fell. And yep. Roger's sitting in the green room uh, for whatever reason. But, yeah, you're right. The Tunsil thing's very good. It yeah. wasn't just the the gong, uh, the, the bong gas mask thing. <laughs> it was also the, the text messages about, hey, can you help me out, coach, with some money? Right. A little, a little cash. Right. and right. Utilities and help
8: me out, too. And that, that so was happening was while the draft was going on. Yeah. yeah. This is the combine. Yeah. I mean, that was, the timing of that was just all time. Felt bad for that kid, too. Um, it is uh, you know, at the very top of the draft because of the trades that happened last year, too. It's a very intriguing draft, and I can't wait for this thing uh, to come out um, later on in April. And I can't wait for more props to be available on the board because, again, you factor in what we talked about yesterday. The Seahawks, could they actually be live for a quarterback? I mean, then, then if that's the case, the teams right now in the top 10 that could go quarterback, you're talking about Texans, Colts, Seahawks, Raiders, Panthers. Uh, I don't think the Lions do that. I, not with that pick at number six overall. I no, think that would be Brock a huge mistake. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very intriguing. Every year I find this to be one of the better events to bet, though. So uh, I, I love this too.
1: Interesting.
6: Yeah, right, what the Patriots are going to do. You know, uh, because of what happened with Mac Jones, he had a rough year, and now the reports oh. coming out, you can't, you can't get in his face and scream at him. He didn't deal with it well. There's still the, the zappy. Uh, fans uh, that are in that area and then people connecting the dots maybe say Hopkins could wind up there but I say no after they they got O'Brien as the OC so maybe Hopkins Hopkins probably going somewhere else
7: after that again Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on this morning's edition of follow the money you can catch them 7 to 10 a.m eastern time weekday mornings here on visa now NFL draft odds even within the last couple of hours have been reposted there are no first overall defensive player odds that are up. Remember before the Jalen Carter news broke a couple of days ago, really right at the start of yesterday morning, Carter was still the favorite at minus 105 to be the first defensive player overall. Those markets are still off the board, but if you look at the overall first draft pick odds right now at DraftKings, Carter is 16-1, to 1, while Will Anderson Jr., the linebacker out of Alabama, currently sits at plus 650. We'll still have plenty more NFL draft discussion to get to later on in the show. But up next, a big superstar makes his return. And with a new team, Kevin Durant takes the floor for the Phoenix Suns. How does his return impact the future's odds and the long-term viewpoint of the Phoenix Suns? And we also preview the big UFC 285 card when we return here on VEASAN Best Bets.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire,
2: huh? Oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com.
0: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
6: This is VCEN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VCEN, the sports betting network.
7: VCEN's NBA betting podcast, Hardwood Handicappers, is back. VCEN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel goes through all the top storylines and betting angles across the association to help you become a smarter NBA better. So download and subscribe to Hardwood Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin, wherever you get your podcasts. As we welcome you back on to Best Bets. Speaking of the NBA, it was a big night, a night ago in the association. Kevin Durant, after nearly two months out with a sprained MCL, made his official debut for the Phoenix Suns. And this morning on a numbers game with the aforementioned Kelly Bidlin and our host Gil Alexander. You can hear that show weekdays, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Those two guys broke down the implications now with Durant back as it was a very impressive first showing for Durant in a Suns uniform and a win last night over Charlotte. The debut
10: of Kevin Durant for the Phoenix Suns last night. Uh, The Suns beat down the Charlotte Hornets. And yes, let's just caveat it at the beginning. Let's preface it by saying, yes, it was the Hornets, and it was the Hornets without LaMelo Ball. Nonetheless, the Suns 105 to 91. They cover the 10 and a half point spread on the road. And KD in his debut, 10 of 15 from the field and 23, excuse me, 23 points on 10 of 15 shooting for the field in 26 very efficient minutes two of four from behind the arc and tim legler did a great job of this last night as well on uh, sports center but you just think about this starting lineup and again yes it was the hornets we're not gonna go crazy but as far as one game is concerned one game in i mean what a starting lineup right chris paul the the quintessential point guard then you have a two in Devin booker who can uh play point if you need him to but can fill it up 30 or more on any given night he was the lead scorer for the suns last night with 37 Then, of course, there's KD, one of the greatest players of all time, who can score at will at 6'11", from any distance. Uh, And then you throw in DeAndre Ayton as the big man who can uh, give you a a big night every once in a while as well. And then in Josh Kogi, Kogi, you have a a sort of defender that you can rely on to take away the opposing team's best player, if that's necessary. The issue becomes beyond the starting five. But, man, that is a beautiful starting five, for sure.
11: Yeah, you would expect, uh, you know, Torrey Craig, T.J. Warren, Cameron Payne. They're they'll be quality players off the bench for them, um, but they're going to have to be big. I mean, Okogie, Craig, Warren, Payne, uh, Damian Lee. Even those guys are going to have to be. They're going to have to be big for this team. It's you, you are right with those. I mean, those four guys they've got Durant, Aiton, Paul Booker. It's amazing. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm not handing, I'm not handing them the trophy yet, Larry O'Brien you, Trophy. You know yet. I'm
10: not because that depth is still an issue. Yeah, and and you know, look, you lineups do shrink during the postseason. You don't go as deep on the bench, and it's not like they're back to backs in the postseason either, generally. Uh, besides maybe the very first series at the beginning, but typically there aren't. And so you know, they have that going for them as well, moving into the postseason. And you have a well rested Kevin Durant. Now, if if they're in a best of seven against a uh, deep Warriors team, and the Warriors are, uh, and I'm not just, I'm just taking the Warriors as one of these teams, but or against a Nuggets team or a clip show. Do you still like the Suns? The Suns will be favored in all of those series, won't they? They'll be favored against everybody.
11: Yes, they will be. They will be. Um, look, the, the West is tough right now. I think that the, the Western Conference odds right now are, are pretty actually pretty accurate. I think it's, it's very wide open, but if I had to power rank the West like right now... It would be Suns and then Nuggets. Um, I think the Nuggets are deservedly in second place.
10: Then after that is when it really gets mercy. Well, my question would be, if you're a Grizzlies person right now with a Grizzlies ticket or a Grizzlies fan, you, you wouldn't the response to you be, are you serious? You think the Grizzlies ought to have the same odds as the Warriors and the Mavericks?
11: Hey, I mean, the, the disrespect by the
10: market for the Grizzlies and
11: the Kings is kind of incredible.
10: The Kings especially.
11: <laughs> like the Kings especially.
10: We've been saying it all week. Get in those Kings uh, Pacific Division bets, though. Plus money while the, you can get them.
11: The, you know, the thing, the w- one thing I want to say about the Grizzlies, quick, because we were talking about this yesterday with Drew, and Drew, Drew's very high on him, I, yep. and I respect that. It's, I, I really don't have anything anything against the Kings, Gill. It's just one of those, they've always been a team that, like the Suns, I don't know that they're deep enough. And then, okay, unlike the Suns, they're an extremely immature team on and off the court, seemingly. And it's, it's, I, I just think when this team grows up a little bit more, like a year from now, two years from now, every year they're going to get more and more dangerous. So I'm just not there yet on that. I, I think they could absolutely be a, a beast in this Western Conference this year and maybe even pull it off. It wouldn't shock me if they did by any means. Um, but you got them. They got the Mavericks, but I don't trust at all. I, tr- I trust the Grizzlies more than the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, and then the Warriors and Clippers are – I, there's some question marks right now. I mean, the Warriors. We don't know Steph's going to come back here. It sounds like in about a week. Um, see how they look when they're all together. And then the Clippers. I don't know, man. You got to show me something. You got to show me something for a little bit more extended period of time than what we've seen this year out of them.
10: Yeah, well, that's. I mean, you know, you can't have absences as a rule, and then all of a sudden show up and expect it to gel. Right. Uh, Bucks win their uh, 17th straight. Was it last night? I'm losing count. 17 yeah. in a row. How about the Knicks? You have anything to say about the Knicks who have now, uh, what is that seven in a row for the Knicks? Or is that eight in a row? Yeah. I'm starting to believe
11: that. Uh, so the problem is the Knicks is another team that I've never been that, that high on. I will say that Jalen Brunson is one of the guys I've, I've been probably more wrong on over the past Me couple of years than anybody. Me too. Um, that's what I'm wholly readily to admit. I look, I thought I, w- I was in the Mavericks camp of look, this guy's good. He's going to get paid. We're not going to overpay him to stay here, though. And I thought they made the right move when they did. Right now, I'm not really sure that they did make the right move. I don't, I don't they think they should have kept him. I don't think they would have had to have dealt, dealt with all this Kyrie stuff. And the team might be just as well off now or even better than where they're at. Um, the Knicks have been playing incredible basketball. They're, and Mitchell Robinson, when he's in that lineup down low, makes, an, makes a massive, massive difference on the defensive side of the ball for them. He's, uh, he, they've got to stay healthy. They'll make some noise in the East, but you know how what I think yeah. about the East.
10: Sixteen in a row for the Bucs,
7: seven in a row for the Knicks if you're scoring at home. And the Knicks now not only are they eight and one in their last nine games straight up, but also eight and one against the spread. Again, Gil Alexander and Kelly Bidlin on a numbers game. Weekdays from ten AM to noon Eastern time here on Vison As far as the performance from Durant last night, the, the numbers speak for themselves. When you go out and play only twenty-seven minutes and still score twenty-three points and show incredible efficiency from the field for that matter as well. 10 of 15 for Durant last night against Charlotte, two of four from three, also had eight rebounds and a couple of assists. His first game in 52 days after spring an MCL in early January as the Spurs win by 14. But that pretty large grain of salt should be taken because Charlotte ranks in the bottom 10 in the NBA in overall defensive rating. And if you look at the upcoming schedule for the Suns, it is a nice stretch to at least get Durant back in, ease him into the flow of the offense given that he'll likely be on a minutes restriction at first. When you consider that over the next five games for Phoenix, they only face one team who's in the top 10 of overall defensive rating. There's a big showdown coming up on March 14th for the Suns against the Milwaukee Bucks with one of the best defenses in the league, but that's still a few weeks away for KD and the Suns. It'll be a little tougher test Friday. The best defensive team they'll face in the next five games is their following game against the Chicago Bulls, who rank fifth on the season in defensive rating. But the Bulls, as a team, have struggled mightily as well on the offensive end. Look, is it really worth uh, betting the Suns at this point? Now, plus 225 to win the West at DraftKings and about plus 450 to win the NBA title. The value's probably been taken out with the addition of Durant And his value has been appropriately factored in by the betting markets, considering what he brings to the team, his ability to stretch the floor, shoot threes, open up space for teammates who need it, like a Devin Booker on the perimeter, who had 37, by the way, last night in his first game, playing alongside KD. And a solid post player in the middle, like DeAndre Ayton, who can really do without those perimeter defenders crashing in on him once he touches the ball in the paint. As for now, we transition to another big sporting event coming up this week as the NBA continues to move on in its final month and a half of the regular season. It's UFC 285. As we go back to a clip from Follow the Money this morning, one of our expert UFC handicappers on the network, Jordan Sherwood, joined Paulie Howard and Mitch Moss. some of his comments on the big, big return to the octagon for Jon Jones this weekend.
9: Cyril God is a bad matchup for him to test the waters at heavyweight as I alluded to, because of just the similarities uh, in, in striking and, and he's got good cardio, he's got decent takedown defense and, and, and really John Jones is going to have to revert back to his junior college wrestling days maybe to win this fight, get this fight to the ground and try and control Cyril Gunn, uh there for, for those five rounds.
6: And the layoff, how big of a deal is the long layoff in your opinion?
9: Yeah, it, it certainly bothers him for sure. Uh, you know, even though we knew eventually, Paul, he was going to make this jump, but it took so much time. Uh, how does his body respond to the additional weight? You know, what's he going to be like weigh-ins? What's he going to be like fight night? How much is he going to weigh? Uh, so that's why I think it also ended in, the handicap. I do have Jones in pocket. I grabbed him early when he was a, a significant underdog. But right now, I might hedge and say, hey, look, God he is the heavy as as the underdog as well. Might be worth a look. But my advice. It's John Jones. He's the greatest we've ever seen. He's likely to be able to make the adjustments. So at $1.70, $1.65, I think he's worth the investment still.
7: Again, Jordan Sherwood joining the guys on Follow the Money this morning. UFC 285 in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena with the main event, Cyril Gane taking on John Jones this Saturday night. For more of our UFC coverage, check out Dave Ross on our latest First Strike show, which is now available Here at VEASAN.com. Check that out as Dave broke down all the the matches and the fights, not just the main event, but all the different props and angles to bet on this weekend's big UFC card. We're still continuing here on VEASAN Best Bets. A lot for us to get into in our final half hour of the show. College basketball conference tournaments still to come, but up next we go back to Indianapolis. The NFL Combine now underway. What are some of the main talking points we should follow from the NFL draft betting market? We'll discuss next here on VEASAN Best Bets. This is
6: VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the Sports
7: Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is slash subscribe. I'm Ben Wilson back in our South Point Sportsbook studios on the Thursday edition of VSN Best Bets. NFL combine now officially underway in Indianapolis. They are concluding the interview portion of the combine here today and then starting at noon on the on the west coast 3 p.m eastern time is when the actual workouts officially begin that's when we're likely to see a lot of the draft markets taken down with those workouts happening they will then be reposted and while the big story of the last 24 to 48 hours has been the status of jalen carter out of georgia after his arrest booking and then subsequent release last night in athens georgia there's still a lot of talk about the quarterback since those Players feature very heavily at the top of the odds board, including Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. He's currently the odds-on favorite at minus 160 and has, a lot, has had a lot of betting support in the market over the past couple of weeks. However, there are questions about his size and, notably, what will he test this weekend at the combine? This morning on v Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard, our two guys on that show, they, they tackled that subject that is certainly going
8: to dominate the betting market over the next month plus. Mike Tillier, who has covered the NFL and college football for a long, long time, he said they are desperately trying, the Saints are try, desperately trying for Derek Carr. At last check, where you can find uh-huh. markets like this, probably globally speaking, rather than stateside, the Saints were 3-1 to one to be Derek Carr's next team. The Jets, minus $2. And as we've said over and over and over again, to us personally, a spot like the Saints makes much more sense than the Jets specifically for Derek Carr. We don't think it would end well for Derek go well at all for him in New York mm-hmm. for various reasons. Yeah. I think the Saints in that division could actually be a pretty good landing spot for him.
6: There was a great moment off air as well. When we asked Mike you know, Mike. <laughs> it was, I said there's a significant movement and a lot of bets on Richardson to go number one overall. He Cut you off, and he cut me off and goes, "You got to be bleeping me." <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> what, what it's down from a hundred to one to, down to like seven six to one. I mean, it just it's it's crazy. So, as he said earlier, did you watch Florida? Did you watch Louisville? Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Kentucky yep. with Levis. But there was he, he cannot believe all the bets coming in and the significant movement on Richardson go number one overall this is
8: and if you missed it detillier said that he would take bryce young pete Uh frisco cbs tweeted out uh a little bit ago he was asked to do a player comp for bryce young he said there isn't one he's so small this is a good point he said he is so small that people will be excited if he weighs 200 pounds yes now that's another story everyone's talking about the height
6: what if he's hundred ninety five that's another thing? And you know he's no going to go in, talking
8: about the weight. And he's gonna go in ultra bloated. Uh huh. That's going to be obvious. Yes. So what are what do you weigh, Bryce, when you're walking around and you don't have four gallons of Gatorade in your system? Yeah. He, uh, Prisco also said he is impressive throwing the football, accuracy and anticipation, top notch. The arm is good, not great.
6: I don't know, maybe Ursay's playing games.
8: That's what I kinda Who thought knows? too right I, away. Yeah. Ballard
6: keeps uh Talking about it, maybe it's up, but it's not so, going to be that quarterback. But that's sure, Jonathan Jones. He might. He's probably not going to get to 200 pounds when he weighs in today. There's
8: another tweet about right, that. Right. So there's I the just, picture with me to Kimes. You just see not a big guy. Can you envision a spot where? And I know Ursay's a nut job, right? <laughs> so he's a total wild card. But Ballard said what he did a month ago, basically. I're reeking of desperation, I have failed, we're going to do whatever right. it takes, right. and then they're going to trade up from four to one to take a kid who's 5'10 and played with nothing but five-star. We've seen this story how many times with Alabama quarterbacks. How many times? Yeah. I mean, he's throwing to, and people are looking back now, this is revisionist history, by the way, because mm-hmm. if you recall, some people at the beginning of the season had Alabama as their highest power-rated team in history in the history of doing power ratings. Yeah, they can be wrong. But also, we were told that they're not going to miss a beat at wide receiver. And then people are like, well, he didn't have much to throw to. He didn't have much to throw to. Well, who do you think Nick Saban's bringing in? (laughs) I mean, they they bring in, what, nothing but five stars and four stars every single year. I don't want to hear about the talent. And he's looking at, you know, the studs on the offensive line who were all five stars and are all, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 320, and mall people up front. And it's, it's not even fair. And so he's going to go from that and wide open receivers all the time. I, mean, I I bring this point up constantly with quarterbacks that go to play at spots like Alabama. Yeah. You know,
6: it's, I think it's fair. So let me just throw this out there. Baker Mayfield is 6'1", 215. This guy could be 5'10", 190,
8: 195? Baker Mayfield is 6'1"? one. what it says. I don't know if I buy that. Well, okay, fine. But it's... But, but your point is taken because how many times have we come in to do the show on a Monday and we're like, he, Baker Mayfield had seven balls batted down again? That's right. Okay. Tua. Throwing, how many times has
6: he thrown around like a rag doll? And now you've got to worry about his future with all the concussions. 6-1, 2,15. There's another one. So I, I, I was driving around listening to a lot of, a lot of NFL stuff the last couple of days, and it's been said by many but I think it's an excellent point. All the uh, How about the weight? Height, 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 yeah. 5'10", Five. How about the weight? Sure. That's the other thing. I mean, if this guy's 190 pounds, oh, man.
8: Yeah. And I know the NFL's not like it used to be. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I can come back and tell you that, that that works both ways. Defensive players are bigger and faster than they've ever been. And so when they can track down this kid and it's not going to look pretty when he goes down, I, I, I don't know what that result's going to be. Mm-hmm. And again, when he's protected like he was at Alabama, and he's going to go to a bad football team right away, uh, good luck. Good luck. Because the, I, I could see the Texans yeah. drafting up, and it's not like they've had you know, top-notch offensive line play. But also, uh, I'll say this about the Colts, and this goes for whoever they take at quarterback, not just Bryce Young. What happened to the Colts' offensive line last year? Good point. That, to me, Absolutely. was one of, one of the most underreported storylines in the entire league, and I uh-huh. said it from about week six on. Uh-huh. It's one of the reasons why yep. people were so, oh, they're going to run the ball. Jonathan Taylor's yep. going to be great. They got studs. No, they weren't. They were awful last year. Yep. And what if that continues? Yeah. Great discussion. Sure. Hey, 50-50. You never know. That could be, when you have a bad old line, a kid like Levis or Richardson at 6'3", 6'4", 240, they can get dinged up. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you asked me yesterday who I would take. I think I, I, I'm going to say it again. I think I'd punt on all of them. I know teams can't do that. And I also did point out, like, I would. Why not, though? Like you said earlier in the week, why can't I wait till next year? Yeah. Well, uh, why, why can't I do that? See, to me, yeah. I, I, w- I go with Bridge. I, I would, go with a veteran. I, I would take Caleb Williams in a heartbeat. Yeah. But that doesn't mean Caleb Williams is going to be stunned in the NFL either. I just think he's better than all these guys. And it's really, quite frankly, not even close but it doesn't mean he's going to translate because he could go to a bad spot in the NFL and the same thing could happen to him. Like we just talked about. Yeah. But yeah, I would look at other positions this year and I know we're probably going to get four in the top 10 because all these teams they want to find the franchise guy when they don't have one and they're all a little bit desperate and that position is a game changer. So what was the year? Ponder locker and uh, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. It's like, what, what just happened? I can't believe it. you want to talk about a reach. I think all three guys won the top 15. Yeah. That year. Yeah. Oh, Astonishing. Wow. That was something. Yeah. And you just knew that year like these teams are making a mistake. Ah, uh-huh. uh,
7: yes, the old 2011 NFL draft. How we how we remember. Now 12 years gone. Uh, Jake Locker, the 7th overall or 8th overall pick by the Titans in that year's draft. He and can you think about that? He and Blaine Gabbert were two top 10 picks at quarterback. Uh, that season we'll have still more to come from both mitch boss and polly howard in our next segment talking college basketball but if the one thing that you should keep in mind is a better going forward now that we have a little bit more than a month a month and a half until the nfl draft be very wary of all these smoke screens being thrown out through various media members at least right now as the combine is upon us for example the chicago bears having the report from espn insider adam Schefter that it would be a quote feeding frenzy in potential trade talks for the number one overall pick you think the Bears make stand to gain a little bit of ground by having as many teams as humanly possible interested in their pick and thinking they need to spend as much as possible to acquire that potential number one overall pick? So just because you hear reports come out, you, don't, you should not take that necessarily as entire gospel. And it's, it's really interesting to see how that will impact the betting markets. Every year there is always overreaction. Every year there is legitimate movement on the odds board that is backed up. And it's your job as a better. And what we're here to do here at Visa, you try to parse through what is real, what is fake, and and what is just a smokescreen sent out by these individual teams. We'll see what Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, ends up actually checking in at. He was listed by the Alabama team at 6 feet, 194 pounds. Goes without saying, teams traditionally have a tendency to embellish those sorts of things. He is minus 185 to be the first quarterback selected in the NFL draft, minus 160 to go number one overall. Again, the NFL Combine workouts starting in about 20 minutes from Indianapolis with the defensive linemen and linebackers today. When we come back, March Madness, it's here. Time for some college basketball conference tournaments thoughts as we go back to follow the money next.
0: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
8: This is VSIN's Best Bets,
6: catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. As we're back for the final time on VSIN Best Bets, big thanks to Tom Catlin, our producer behind the glass here at the South Point. I'm Ben Wilson, and I am extremely excited because it is college basketball conference tournament time in the build up to March Madness with Selection Sunday. But now, just over a week away, and so that means we have fast and furious college basketball betting action starting pretty early on the West Coast and going late into the night past midnight on the East Coast each and every day now over the next nine days. Something to keep in mind with that is there are so many different ways to bet these conference tournaments. You can bet futures of which many of the conference tournaments have good plus money odds on even the favorites to win those tournaments. There's not a ton in the college basketball at landscape this year where you have overwhelming minus money favorites there's really only a couple if you look at the odds so how should we approach this well let's go back to the follow the money guys with mitch moss and Polly howard as they took some interesting nuggets and info into their handicaps of how to attack a very very busy time
8: in the college basketball let me give you a couple of uh historical numbers here and our guy here at Vsin steve MacKinnon, has this for every single sport You can check these out on the website at vcin.com. I also tweeted this link out last night at Mitch Moss Radio in the Horizon League, Paulie, Again, trends don't pay the rent. We all understand that. But just when you look back at what has happened in this league over the years, it's pretty fascinating. Teams playing as underdogs of six points or more and having played already in this tournament are 9-6 straight up, 11-4 ATS. That's 73% against teams that enjoyed a bye. Today, that would mean Detroit catching eight against Youngstown. They're the favorite, though, to win the Horizon. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Morris catching six against Cleveland State. Morris, okay. life and death on Tuesday night, yep. now playing against Cleveland State, who also had a bye. Yeah,
6: Youngstown State, a uh, good-sized favorite, plus 165 to win that, and, uh, and we'll see how many points Davis goes for tonight.
8: Yeah, now this is not, we're not in the semifinals yet. But if you want to keep this one in mind, nine of the last 10 Horizon League semifinal games have gone under the total, 90%. And this is what I teased before the break. Home favorites of five points or less. 16-0 straight up. 15-0-1 ATS in this tournament since 2014. Five points or less. No team qualifies for that today. And actually, I will say this. uh, Milwaukee... They get Wright State today. Yes. Our guy here uh, at the network, G-Unit, Greg Peterson, his show is uh, overnights, and you can hear it before ours, before we pop on. He sets the numbers for every... The kid's a maniac, and I say that in a charming way. <laughs> uh, he's un- unreal at college basketball. He sets the numbers for every single game, like 24 hours in advance. He made Milwaukee one-and-a-half-point favorites. They're catching two in the game against Wright State.
6: Swept them. That bizarre, right? Couple angles like that. Yeah. Right, right state. Right state swept them, and I know you have a good angle coming up in a West Coast game uh, as well. Um, the semis of the Atlantic Sun tonight. Your your ticket with Kennesaw State. You know, well, how that you was, feeling? well that was. Well, it was almost uh, ripped up two nights ago. Well, I mean this again. This is a, a wild time of the year, and just where you respect. You want to respect the uh, odds maker, but this Eastern Kentucky taking on Liberty. in in the one of the semifinals, they split during a regular season. Yet Liberty's laying 13 in this game.
8: How about that? Well, look at Liberty on the outrights to win it. I mean, didn't they open like around 260 or so? Yeah. And since 2014 in this tournament, anyway, Liberty, they're 12 and six straight up, but only five and 12 ATS. They've won it three times. They've made the championship game four times and they've made the semifinals five times. That goes back uh, almost 10 years now for Liberty. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, the only reason why I was betting Kennesaw State is because when you look at the overall numbers, some books were offering plus two twenty-five. I thought that was a punt spot. Other DraftKings said Kennesaw had three to one. Reason why I liked them there. And they are laying what four and a half totals, yep. one forty-four and a half. Greg Peterson made Kennesaw six today.
6: Okay. Patriot League quarters. Colgate again ran right through this league, went seventeen and one. Won the league by six games. They're at home laying a bunch to Loyola. We got at our American ticket, 50-60, uh, 70-1, to one. higher than that uh, at DraftKings. But uh, mm-hmm. they take on Navy in the 2-7 game, and they, they split. The road team won both games there. So we'll see. Because you know, American, for whatever reason, gave Colgate fits. Only team to beat them. Both games were one-point games. Uh, and then you have uh, Lafayette and Lehigh mm-hmm. and uh, Army. Uh, in the other other quarterfinal. But, again, Colgate, a heavy favorite to win this, as high as uh, 230. You also get the Missouri Valley starting today. All right. Now, this has been under, under, under for a long time now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a shooting background, whatever it is. Maybe. And you also see some high totals now. Uh, But you you welcome in Murray State and Belmont into the league. You say bye-bye to Loyola Chicago. Boy, they had a bad year. But you see the first game at 10 a.m. Pacific. You have a 134 and a half with Northern Iowa and Illinois State. The Evansville, Evansville's terrible. Indiana State totals, 144.5. Indiana State Lane, 18. Murray and Valpo, 140. Missouri and Illinois, Chicago, 131.
8: Yeah, and here's the angle again. Mackinnon has this at mm -hmm. vcin.com. Over the last nine years, totals of 131.5 or higher, under, 30 and 12. That goes back again since uh, 2014. That's 71.4% and also in the Missouri Valley favorites in the championship game. So mark this down for down the road. They've won the last 11 games outright in our 10-0 ATS since 2013. So some angles there in the Missouri Valley. But you're right, I mean, those numbers don't lie. They speak that, you know, books have adjusted to that, Paulie, over the years too, because they, they caught on a handful of years ago when it was like such a big talking point that uh, every game was like 55-50, and they couldn't make these totals small enough. But now you're kind of seeing them get bumped up again because of how the team's played this year.
6: Yep. What do you have on the
8: West Coast out here? Here's another uh, 2-0 angle, or a team that was swept. This would be Pepperdine versus Pacific. Pacific swept Pepperdine, and Pepperdine only had nine wins this year, yet uh, Pepperdine, they're laying two tonight. In the game. And the total is is that, it was 161. Yeah, Peterson made it 158. Look at some of the totals in the West Coast Conference. My God. 158 and a half tonight in San Diego, Portland. But that's that angle, again, that people like to bet, is when teams were swept in the regular season and they come back and they're favored. I mean, what is that telling you overall? Better team, but again, only nine wins on the year. The sweet spot for the West Coast Conference is between six and 12 points with the point spread. Favorites, 17-2 straight up, 14-4-1 four ATS in their last 19 when the point spread uh, lands there. And totals of 147 or higher have actually gone over. 16-4-1, 80% rate, and they average about 157 points per game on average. And that's, again, that's how the style is in this league. One of the games that Mitch and Paul talked about this morning
7: on Follow the Money, it's in progress right now, and it is a great potential betting lesson where Illinois State and Northern Iowa had their total bet down a solid five points from 137 at Open in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament all the way down to as low as 132. Game right now is 69-57 with about two and a half minutes to go in the game, sitting 126. So if you were just chasing that blindly thinking about past trends of Missouri Valley neutral court site games at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis just automatically going under it's a dangerous game to play because with 2 minutes to go you now only have about 4 points to work with that will likely go over the very end closing numbers now there's only 2 points left to get like you might be able to get there on that original number if you had bet the under 137 but Just because you'll see a lot of these trends pop up, you have to take every single matchup with the proper context and nuance. Don't just blindly bet teams, especially if it is a faster tempo game that each team will end up playing as it looks like that closing total will end up going over in the Illinois State-Northern Iowa game. Uh, Final thoughts for today is we still have some regular season college basketball games to go. Talked about yesterday, not just blindly betting teams simply because it's senior night or you have added motivation. That also can extend to teams that are right on the bubble. Look at a team like Wisconsin, who's a four-point home underdog tonight against Purdue, who have consistently, for the better part of a month, been right on the line of first four out or last four in. Likely to be a pretty popular underdog choice at home tonight, senior night at the Kohl Center, getting four from a Purdue team who just laid an egg at home in a rivalry game to Indiana. But there's a reason Wisconsin is in a must-win game. Ever since Johnny Davis left the team, declared for the NBA draft, the Badgers have not had a single player capable of scoring a basket when they really need to. You're using that offense against a top-20 Purdue defense who still has a dominant big-man threat inside in Zach Eady and is a top-12 efficient offense. Despite a team that is very questionable when it comes to March in a one-and-done type setting, It's not a team I would necessarily just automatically fade simply because Wisconsin is in a must-win situation right on the bubble. Again, they are outside the top 140 in offensive efficiency this year. That'll do it for us today on VSIN Best Bets. Thanks to our producer, Tom Catlin. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time. But up next, it's Sharp Money right here on v with Patrick Maher, Amal Shah, and Dustin Swedelson.
1: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind.